Hello, and welcome to We Didn't Roll For This. Each week, we answer the tabletop player questions that no one realized they needed the answers to. This week, we're going to be talking about how to win cultists and influence commoners. I'm Dustin. And I'm Kaylin. And today we're joined by the Antipodean Squid, a wonderful person and streamer who's definitely smarter than both of us. Um, hi, Squid. Welcome to the podcast. How are you? Hi, I'm quite well. How are you? Pretty good. Pretty excited about our chat today. Did you want to tell us a little bit about your D&D experience and any familiarity that you might have with cults, if you want to share, of course? <laughs> That's totally fine. That's totally fine. So I've been playing D&D for a while. I started in my teens and I'm now 34, so it's been a while. And it's always been great fun. So I'm excited for the conversation today. Have you ever started a cult in D&D? A little bit accidentally. <laughs> uh, the perfect kind. <laughs> yes. Definitely. <laughs> so there was at one point a character I had whose charisma might have been a little bit too high mm-hmm. and accidentally managed to form a cult of personality with people just intrinsically following them and <laughs> getting a bit too worshipy and it was interesting it was very beneficial for them (laughs) but not when the the guards were coming looking because everyone knew where you were so yeah once you're a social butterfly you're also the social target pretty much did you Um, win over the guards as well some of them (laughs) that's good work that's very good work (laughs) As for real-life experience with cults, I have a bit of a morbid fascination in general, and I spent a couple of years working for a company run by a cult. Oh, did you know that they ran it before you started working there? I didn't, but it became very obvious on the first day. (gasps) How long did you work with them again? About two years. (laughs) Wow. And it was very interesting to see other people just slowly go through their indoctrination and convert while they were working there. That's incredible. And but you managed to, like, avoid that? Oh, yeah, I could tell exactly what they were doing because my morbid fascination is quite in-depth. Yeah. Did (laughs) they try really hard? Oh, yeah. 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 So all of our training materials were steeped in indoctrination material. We were basically taught how to talk in the cultist voice and how to manipulate people with our words and tones and how to Mm. look at people in a way that was not intimidating but off-putting so Mm -hmm. that they would be more amenable to our projections on them so they would be more likely to do what we want yeah interesting did it just so happen to be related to tupperware it did not oh shucks (laughs) um i was so sure about it aromatherapy oils it did not (laughs) though i do know a lot of people also involved in those (laughs) seriously i've like i've heard the Thermomix um, being referred to as a cult um, just by people within, like, who have bought them and stuff, which I find pretty interesting. Um, I did go to a, I did go to a uh, Thermomix demonstration and knowing I wasn't going to buy one and not buying into it at all, um, I don't think they were very impressed that I was there. (laughs) Because I sat there and they were like, oh, yeah, it's like you can make all this stuff and baby food. Rah, rah, rah. Here, we'll just turn this on. And I'm like, that's really loud if you have a baby. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> a thermo mix, you said? Mm-hmm. And they're so expensive. Yeah, it's like a $2,000. Oh, wait. Is it a blender, basically? Basically, it cooks yeah. and stuff as well. I don't dispute that they, they're well-made, good devices, but to buy one you have to go to a demonstration and they they usually make you also have, like, people over. Yeah. Yeah. 
yeah. it's the standard MLM pyramid scheme deal. <clears throat> mm, yeah. So, hmm. well, um, should we talk about how to win cultists and influence commoners in the D and D setting? Then, uh, of course, I think there there's a lot of cults that already exist in that universe. A few. The uh, the one I remember all the time is the crocodile one from Chult. I still don't know what you're talking about. There. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm going to look it up. Anyways. <laughs> Fine. Maybe I have made it up in my head. Um, I just don't know which one exactly you're talking about. The children so. of the croco- crocodile cult. Sounds pretty culty. I mean, do they use the word cult in the name? Is that like... I think it was one in Mesro. Um, they think that they have visions or something or dreams of the crocodile. Oh, I've forgotten all the details, of course, because it's been so. It's been like three years since I was in that campaign. Juicy probably remembers it. Um, but there's there's lots. You know some, don't you, Dustin? In D and D, do you have there's any in your world? Called- Children of the Crocodile. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. I just rabbit holed myself to death there. I have some in my personal world, but of course I do. Everyone does. So you got different cults. I mean, every religion can have a cult in D&D because you're dealing with gods that have physical manifestations and it's really easy to go just look and do do what I say because it doesn't like... Like paladins can just be really like get their power from a literal promise to a city and then display their power just because they can. I mm. mean, the convincing is not out of question here. <laughs> oh, yeah, here I found it. So, the cult of the crocodile this cult worships a mudmore, a crocodile that can see the future. That's kind of oh. cool. Mm. Why can it see the future? Hmm. We never found out because we we ran away from Mesra. <laughs> but I, so okay, I'm more interested in how you could start a cult because I think mm. I feel like it's quite easy in that world because there's a lot of people with a lack of understanding of the greater, like the world as a whole. I would agree, but I think it would also depend on the type of cult you were going for Mm. and how you were wanting to go about it. So, like, for example, the cult that I accidentally made that one time was a cult of personality. As soon as that person was out of the picture, it disintegrated because there was no ideology behind it. Mm. But Mm -hmm. if you wanted... So that was more... A cult of that person. Yeah. Like, so, okay. like, there's, quote, unquote, the cult of Trump. That is considered a cult of personality because it's centred around him mm-hmm. and his ideas, his thoughts and processes, and once he's gone, mm-hmm. it should theoretically fizzle out, except that people have also started to kind of shoehorn it into their evangelical ideologies mm. and QAnon and stuff like that. But yeah. um, if you were trying to create a religious cult, that goes in a bit of a different direction. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are certain conventions that you have to meet for it to be considered a cult and not just a sect of a religion. Okay. So, so what, do, what do we need? <laughs> oh. okay. So the most common thing that people use now, the most, I guess what you would call reliable, mm-hmm. is Hassan's, Hassan's bite model. And I'll just put a link in chat. Yeah. And bite stands for different modes of control that the cult puts on people. Behavioural control, information control, Um, thought control and emotional control you don't have to meet all of the requirements to be considered a cult Mm -hmm. but there are certain conventions that you have to meet to be a cult 
Okay. Depending on so like that's why that's why like Christianity in general is not considered a cult, but it could be argued that the Mormons or Jehovah's Witnesses could be because they mm-hmm. control your behavior, they control what information you have access to. They just they control what healthcare you're allowed to access. That kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and like how they remove you from your family if you're not in keeping with the doctrines of the sect. Mm-hmm. All that kind of stuff is culty, whereas, oh, go to church on Sunday and live your life is not culty. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to read this. So it's kind of like a handy little checklist of if I want a cult, these mm-hmm. are the things I need. <laughs> Yay. Yay. And some of them in a D&D world would be quite easy, especially if you're using, say, a class that uses magic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And can control minds. Whereas I've... if you wanted to do it in a purely human no power kind of way, it would be much more difficult. Yeah. So I yeah. the the thing that immediately springs to mind for me is that the deception seems really relatively easy in a D and D setting, depending on your character or depending on the character or the NPC or whatever yeah. is forming it, because they would yeah. have abilities to be able to do that. And if you had magic certain types of magic, particularly illusory and stuff, it would really support your deception. Um, so, like, if, if okay, we'll, we'll go to, like, the basis of what you're worshipping, right? Mm-hmm. If it is an entity, say you didn't want to use an existing god or something, like, let's go um, either you yourself are setting yourself up as a powerful being or you're saying you have a connection to one, right? So maybe you want to be the left-hand person that's running the cult and then the other figure is just like, you can go sit in that room and luxuriate and I'm going to get all these followers for us. Um, Mm -hmm. I think, like, I don't know where I'm going with this. But, yeah, just like the fact that they could do things as well. Like, because isn't that the, the promise as well, like with with this is like you're going follow us because this is everything we're saying is the way you should live your life. Plus, we can do like there'll be miracles and stuff like that. Yeah, like we will make your life better. Yeah, so it which would you be could actually do, which you could do with mm-hmm. magic. And like you said, a lot of people in the D and D world don't necessarily understand how the world works, especially mm. if they can't use magic and stuff like that. So yeah, you could bring a whole heap of common folk from the farms into your cultist building and be like, look at this fancy magic, look at these miracles, and it could literally be pulling a rabbit out of a hat. And yeah. be like, oh, my God, look at these fine miracles. I will worship <laughs> this man and it will just change my life forever. And you'd, you'd have followers. Yeah. Especially it's- if you were very charismatic about it. How, like, how do we differentiate between, like, like paladins who worship, like, they get magic and power imbued to them through their, or clerics? Am I thinking paladins or clerics or both? Paladins technically have an oath that they follow. As long as they do X, Y, Z, they're good to go. Mm. Clerics seem to be more just, like, general worship. Yeah. Okay. At least, like, as at a minimal requirement. <laughs> yeah. So, so clerics would be more of like a religious doctrine that they have to follow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but I'm... then that would also raise the question of: Could your cult have clerics if they are following the re- religious doctrine of your cult? Yeah. I guess they could be considered clerics, but. Uh, it depends on where that of like clerics get their divine power from their gods technically but could you get power from a cult i don't know 
maybe you're just a sorcerer. Well, that's what I'm wondering. Do, are you getting actual? Are you going to give them any semblance of power, or just the promise of it? Or are you going to mm-hmm. give them items that have power instead? Do, like do we know specifically if in the law, like this isn't something that I know personally, if clerics get their power from their faith or from the deity. It's faith. Because one thing that faith, then they could get power from the cult. Okay. That's a good point because there is a part that talks about where clerics don't have to worship a god, technically. It could just be an idea potentially. I'll look up exactly its wording, but um, it's not like too forced. It sounds like because I feel like in the cult that um, that we're building, I guess I'm going to say <laughs> is that you would you would need you need an inner circle, right, to help you, depending how big you want this to be. Oh like, yeah, most so, cults have a hierarchy. Mm. So perhaps that inner circle could have either actual power um, or things to help them have power. So they, you know, and then the followers, it's more the promise of, you know, if if you do all this stuff that maybe you could one day be the same as these people or you would just, I don't know, if your whole thing is like you will ascend at the end, let's disregard the fact that, um there are many ways that you can be resurrected in a D and D world, but yeah. I don't think everybody has access to that. Um, but maybe that's another thing. Is like, would you? Well, it could be any, either or all. Yeah, because I think as a commoner, mm-hmm. you do not have much money. You're it's like a feudal kind of system, isn't it? So, yeah. um, I don't imagine you'd have easy access to health potions and resurrection scrolls and stuff like that. Um, You probably wouldn't be well-travelled depending where you lived. Like there's big cities, but then there's also small villages like all over the place, a lot of isolated places. So how much and how much education do they have? What do they really know? You could even make that the promise if your cult leader happened to be a little bit of a necromancer, you mm. could make the promise of you will never truly die. Yes. And that they just keep resurrecting people. Yes. Or putting your soul in a item to become sentient. Um. Mm. But, but <laughs> they just neglect to tell anyone that, you know, you won't technically be alive anymore but your soul and you will, will die, on. but you'll just come back maybe yeah. kind of, sort of. Yes. Yeah. So there's always what, a catch. What will benefit our cult lead? Like, why are they doing this? What do they want? Because if it is a lot of money, I don't know if you would get that from commoners. Or is it um, someone, so, is it a narcissistic thing? They just want the worship. For or, pretty much all cult leaders. I won't say definitively all because I don't have that data, but the vast mm-hmm. majority at least, they're pretty much all narcissists. Mm-hmm. They like to have authority over people. Yeah. And in some cases, like with Scientology, L. Ron Hubbard created Scientology for money. Mm-hmm. It, it was a money-making scheme. It is still a money-making scheme. It yeah. will always be that. Others, could, it, it uh, follows that pattern. It follows that pattern. Other cult leaders truly believe they are special and imbued with whatever powers or chosen or whatever, and they have that charismatic personality that so many narcissists do that they can convince other people mm. of that. Mm. And then others just want to feel important. I love the idea of, um, so let's say your cult has, you've got, you've got whatever your inner circle, I'll call them like your soldiers or something. And then you've got your, the commoners, your general followers, maybe you use them for some kind of general workforce or to do your bidding. But then 
you target the the wealthy, the uber rich, the nobility, whether it's for, it's mostly for money, but maybe also it's information. Um, But I like the idea that it is a cult based in necromancy and maybe other illusion that you promise them a long life or life beyond this one and also maybe play into their ego it's like well we can keep you beautiful for this long long life so you have Mm -hmm. some illusory magic where they don't age or something you know you have access to the oh you got like you got injured, you have an ugly scar, we'll fix that up for you because you've you've worshipped us enough enough that mm. we have you've given us this much money. Like basically it's a donation thing, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're at very I'm yeah. That sounds really cool. My only concern with that is they still aren't really getting anything out of it for their benefit. Mm. Unless they have something like unless they're not human, for example. And mm-hmm. they feed off the energy of others mm. or they feed off that worship. Oh, so like they are they are a creature technically that's like requires yeah, this. Is there psych- a creature that requires that? Flumps. Flumps? <laughs> they feed off of psychic energy technically. They do. Uh, <laughs> they do actually. But they're also like good people. <laughs> Who were really bad gossipers. What do mind so players want? Uh, control. I mean, their breeding style is parasitic in nature, so... Plus, they have a hive mind. That's also a big problem there. Is it a cult when everyone is the same mind? Yes. Hmm. So mind they, players. they want... Cause with the like behavior and information control mm-hmm. and all of that, they want you thinking the way that they think or the way they want you to think. They don't want you having thoughts of your own. That's a good point because yeah, mind flayers can have their own thoughts if they leave the circle of influence of the elder brain. So they're kind of like physically forced into servitude to this elder brain, but it's actually technically against their will, so... But that one's kind of like in their blood. <laughs> it's how they are. There's not a lot of convincing that you do as a mind flare. It's kind of just, mm. it's just completely is. forced. <laughs> what if it's what if it's um it is narcissism and power? Like it's um they want everyone to like they set whatever the the styles and the trends, like what you should wear and how you should look as, Mm -hmm. you know, and that all these people copy them kind of thing. Like, does it just, they just want to be adored. Yeah. Yeah. Like Like influence. Yeah. The ultimate influencer, like (laughs) (laughs) the Instagrammer. Well, cause then what if you, they have to, they can only get these haircuts and these new fashions and stuff through who you say provides it. So you're getting, you're also getting money in your pocket to feed your luxurious, oh, yeah. like, lifestyle. Yeah. Getting kickbacks. Yeah. That would work. And because then, like, punishing people for not for not following the right mm. things which are whatever you say like um yeah like you wear your hair wrong or you've said something about someone else instead of this figure this person comes with some kind of punishment yeah because one thing i'm thinking of is so like <clears throat> I'm, I'm reading this like behavior control Information control, thought control, motion control. There was a D&D character I once played that was... It's Pathfinder, so it was what's called the class called the Mesmerist, cult leader oh, yeah. subclass. Um, so his like literal basic was um, you get the leadership feat early, so you get more followers pretty early. And then later on, it makes that even if you do bad things, you don't lose followers. 
the way I started it, helping drug addicted people and get them off the streets and like give them like a place to live. And, you know, the whole goal was like to help people who were addicted to drugs and just, you know, the vagrants of, of different cities. Um, he was trying to get like a stance in the world. Like, can you go around these like behavior controls dictating different places where they have to live and have to be, would it be considered a cult even if it's like to a benefit, but only because the leader wants to be adored basically. So with things like that, it's more, if you're getting someone off the street, Uh huh. You're not telling them you have to live in this particular area of town and only associate with these people. Mm. Whereas if you are doing that and it's like, if you don't do this, you are not allowed to be associated with the people you care about in your religion. That's cult. Mm -hmm. And it's why so many cults end up in compounds. Because it's all about the intense control. It's not like to anyone's benefit. It's like just to force it. It's okay. all about control. So if the one I was talking about who just, like, maybe they have their own whole town or city and if you are part of their cult, then you can come and live there. But you have to you have to stick by all these particular rules and the routines and stuff that, like, they've yeah. set up. And yeah, if you don't, so the you threat is that you can be, like, you can be kicked out of this yeah. place so you could set up like a town a township say mm-hmm. that could have like farms and livestock and all that stuff that your normal small village would have mm-hmm. but everyone is in the cult yeah and if you passed through things would seem a bit weird because mm-hmm. they'd look at you weird they would talk to you weird mm-hmm. in that cult stare that cult voice and you would notice everyone has their hair done the same way and all that kind of stuff. And you'd be like, oh, this is a bit odd. Mm. What's going on here? And if you dug a bit further, you would unveil this whole cult-like structure. But if you wanted that kind of system with that kind of intense control, but you also wanted the profit to come from, say, people coming in to maintain that rigidity, Mm -hmm. you would have to have them come from outside and pay to come in. Yeah. So it's like a, okay. So it's like a, like a, a premium experience yeah. kind of deal. Yeah. And if it was a big enough township, say, they mm-hmm. would also probably be like selling artisan goods, mm-hmm. um, which is something that the Amish do. They're um, like homemade preserves and stuff are often highly yeah. sought after. Same as like their homemade blankets i know one um organization where they sell artwork by i guess she's like the i don't know what her thing is she's like the master or something like there's she draws things and then people pay a lot of money for her art or there's jewelry um and things like that so the amount of money these people are paying for this stuff it's just yeah it does it doesn't make sense except they're doing it to support this organization yeah um yeah and when these organizations get big enough um they but the leadership of them if they are going out of their compound or township in this case mm. they are often very politically involved mhm which is why you get mm-hmm. whole areas of America that are very Mormon in their laws, even though it's there's the whole separation of church and state in the US. Yeah, they just have that that pull that's based on yeah. belief more than it is like benefit. Yeah, because it's the one that I know. Like, is if you don't, if you do something that is against their doctrine or whatever, their their way they live. Mm-hmm. It's so you are so involved in the community that there's a lot of shame. So um, that sort of prevents the people that I know in, that 
ever involved in it from doing anything like they get so worked up about doing the right thing because if they don't everybody will know like it, it's 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 quite a public shame in their community that they're trying to avoid basically um shame is also often used as a tactic mm, for mm-hmm. behavior and information control yeah um especially against like teenagers Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so you'll hear countless stories, especially within like the Jehovah's Witnesses and the Mormons, that teenagers will be shamed into discussing whether or not they're sexually active mm-hmm. and to dob on others who they know are mm. because it's it's just all of the shame put on them to be pure quote unquote yeah Mm -hmm. and then because of the way these communities work everybody knows and they receive Uh. all even more shame either way Mm -hmm. so shame is kind of used as a manipulation tool for information and behavior control as well as a punishment so dustin and i had this idea a while ago about um a town in a dead magic region because the people who started this place were anti-magic. They thought that it um, would give people an unfair advantage in life. They wanted to live a pure life free of magic. So they built this, um, this is something we were world building together. Mm -hmm. I think off stream, we haven't done this on stream. I don't, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um, And the idea was that it was this place and that, they it was just it looked like a normal town but you could not use magic there um and magic is really shunned but they still wanted people to join them but they wanted to really control it because they didn't want people to just come in and then tell people who were living there about magic especially young people and entice them out of the town um Mm -hmm. so we were. I don't. We didn't really finish that discussion, but it, it had that that vibe a lot of mm-hmm. um, the control. Yeah, and, we could definitely turn that into a culty situation. Yeah, it was definitely yeah. feeling like that a lot. We had that there would be like, um, there would be nearby villages that they also controlled. So they would they would let young people leave to go on these like little adventures and see what the outside world was like but it was completely like they knew everything that was going on in there and Mm -hmm. those places were also formed so that if they wanted to get outsiders in for trade or um newcomers that wanted to come in it was kind of like a place where they could do screening without affecting the actual town that they controlled very heavily Because the whole purpose of it was to like to live a life that didn't have any magic, but it had to be so controlled because magic's literally more prevalent than yeah, it's than everywhere. Yeah, it, <laughs> it leaks from the ground. Yeah, it's and literally we were, everywhere. And we were discussing like depending how old we decided to come into this town, like it could have been established so long ago that that it realistically only a small group of people knew that magic actually existed outside of the the town yeah it could be that mm-hmm. isolated which means you would need more control um so in yeah. that situation i would say that it would have like a hierarchy structure where so it's similar to scientology the further up you go on the on the ladder Mm-hmm. The more you learn yeah. about the structure of the so-called religion, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's only in like the top three or four rungs that you learn the intricate structure of the Scientologist doctrine. Yeah, for most of a Scientologist's experience, they don't know what they're worshiping, oh, which yeah. is mm-hmm. which is mental. So interesting. Yeah, it's it's very interesting. So in at the lower levels town, of a non Yeah, they wouldn't know that, they wouldn't know. Yeah. But someone would have to know at all mm-hmm. times to keep it contained. 
yeah. and managed. So I feel like it would have to be either like the town council or like whoever's governing these towns yeah. would have to find out when they're elected, when they come into power, if they are born into it, then when they are coronated. Mm -hmm. There is some level that you would have to reach when you are informed and a certain number of people would have to know. Yeah. Because otherwise people would just leave. Yeah. yeah. And then they'd come back. Because that's the danger is that as soon as they know that magic exists, wouldn't you want to understand understand it? Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. Hmm. How was the magic being stopped? There are places um, where magic just, it's like a dead Okay, so it was a natural... Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. The, the idea was they just found a place that did, magic didn't work. And or built sought off one of out. That. They'd heard of it. Or and, made one. Yeah. Broke magic, was, you know. Because I was thinking that would be hilarious if they used magic to make an, a, a magic dead spot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, that was one of the thoughts where it's just like, the beginning of it was just sorcerers that were sick of magic and just got rid of it. Yeah. We had a few possible origin... Um, stories kind of thing but that's a really interesting scenario i like that yeah i really want to um i know this is why dustin and i started this because we just Mm -hmm. come up with all these things all the time and i'm like we need to do something with this something (laughs) when and what uh let's make a podcast (laughs) i would love to see you guys expand on that yeah it would be really cool um Cause that, yeah, Cause... that could be, that's like more, like my idea in this topic originally, I think, um, I was like a fun cult. Um, <laughs> but now I realize like We're that, a party cult. How? I, I think everyone thinks their cult is going to be the fun party cult. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then it's just no. <laughs> mm, it gets, mm. it gets really real suddenly yeah it, it gets dark fast <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah because I, I i had this other idea with um basically a, a this kind of stemmed from strad and the black widow actually it was more the black widow wasn't it i think where it was just that it it evolved from that and it was the idea mm-hmm. of a person who just um kind of an elizabeth bathory kind of situation where they wanted to be beautiful and young forever, but they also wanted the external validation of that. And to get that, it would be other beautiful people around them, worshipping them, paying all attention to them um, only kind of thing. And that I think that's what I had in my head as the basis of some kind of like turning that into a cult basically like um, somehow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, story-wise within D&D. So yeah. I think it would be a very closed community. Maybe it is a big, huge castle or grounds or something. Um, you would want extreme loyalty, um, you know, unwavering, like, attention and stuff like that and mm-hmm. manipulating people to stay with her as well. Like that whole, they would they'd probably be beautiful but also very vulnerable if you weren't using magic so that you mm-hmm. could be like, you know, you're nothing without me. You have to worship me kind of thing. Um, you and these other 100 beautiful people. <laughs> um, but, yeah. Well, you know, all cults start off small and then they grow and grow <laughs> and grow into millions and millions of people. Because it could be like, like if you think of Barovia as a setting, like it's pretty bleak out there. If you got told you were really pretty and you could come live in the the shiny big castle where it's warm and you get everything you want, you just have to tell this woman that she's wonderful, <laughs> that you love her. Would just you maybe so do nice. it? <laughs> so I don't know. Just um, just eating yeah. delicious food every night and go, oh yeah, you're pretty. Yeah, and you can never yeah. talk to your family again, um, and your family would all be out there trying to like. I don't know if they're still alive, maybe trying to get you back or rescue you from this like life of decadence. Yeah. 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 Um, and is that one of the things kind of like that? 
people outside try to to rescue people but then oh yes they don't want to be rescued all the time necessarily as well so quite often when people are indoctrinated into a cult Mm -hmm. it Mm -hmm. it changes the way people think they just yeah they don't think in the same way which is why um when people come out of cults they often need to go through really extensive deprogramming yeah Mm -hmm. like people trained in military deprogramming to undo the damage from war camps that have indoctrinated people into sympathising with their captors' deprogramming. Mm. Like, really heavy stuff. Yes. So (laughs) when... Very severe. So when a person's family will go to the police and be like, hey, my 23-year-old son is in this compound down the road... I'm afraid for his safety. He's with these people that aren't doing the best by him. It's a cult. Mm-hmm. All they can really do is be like, we know, but if he doesn't want to leave, it's private property. We can't go get him. Yeah. And there's mm-hmm. nothing they can do. And because the cult will have such a firm control over communication in and out, mm. they won't be able to see or talk to their kid. And yeah. They'll say things like that. The people at the gates will be like, oh, we'll ask. We'll ask if he wants to talk to you. And they'll be so indoctrinated that they'll be like, no, no, I've been told I can't talk to anyone. And that's the way it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They'll tell me lies. They'll tell me falsehoods. They'll they'll take me away from the greater purpose. Um, someone's asked, would sending spells be able to reach people in town? But I think in this situation, I unless it was an adventurer or someone with magic who's infiltrated the cult, I think that they would avoid having people who could do that. They wouldn't something. even know them. Like... Yeah. You wouldn't. If your intention is to have so much control, you would make sure that there were not people there who could break your Or if they did know about it, they were the ones who would get the message and obviously nothing would happen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they'd be so isolated that you probably couldn't reach anywhere with sending. Like, because I, I think if you were if you were starting this cult and you've gotten it to a point where it is like functioning successfully, um, mm-hmm. you would know enough about stuff to protect to protect what you're building. Um, I would. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. Would I it, would more question whether would it, would a sending spell be able to receive be received in a magic dead zone? I don't no. think so. I'm kind no. of reading this where it's like they'd be the target and um, have no effect on the target. Mm. So that's kind of how I'm reading it. I have to read sending again, but yeah. Well, I kind of meant it in general, like if other other cults that are not on a dead zone. But I, yeah. Because if you if you were starting a D and D cult and you needed magic, obviously, hmm. <laughs> having magic would make it easier. Yeah, mm-hmm. I feel like it's you know speed running making a cult. What what do you envision if if you were to start? Well, often in my D and D games, I end up starting multi level marketing campaigns. Um, of course, <laughs> <laughs> nice. viable businesses that I spread the word of to a lot of people. Hey, and tell hun, them, uh, have yeah. you heard about this business opportunity? <laughs> yes, it's just so good for you. I swear. <laughs> My friends I and I had questions. a really, we had a really dumb one called Canoe Canoe because we had a canoe and then we got a second canoe, and my character was really <laughs> stupid, and so was this other one, and we were like, "Oh, canoes are great," and we just kept talking about canoes. Everywhere we went. And we're like, do you know how easy it is for you to start a canoe canoe business? <laughs> just you tell just like, tell ten of your friends you just need two canoes. <laughs> and you have it. to pay us money for the it's it's kind of a franchise, but also not. <laughs> kind of a franchise, but your own you're your own boss, babe. You're your own boss. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You gotta have a side hustle on the road, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, what 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 do you think? What would you do if you were gonna set up a cult? If I D- was gonna set yeah. up a cult in D and D. Oh yeah, no, I would never set up a real cult. <laughs> it's I, too much work. I, it is, it's too much work. It is too hard. 
So squid and, and I it are... always goes wrong because of <laughs> you know the the human people, <laughs> the human aspect. Just people, yeah. man. So squid and I have both been playing this game called Honey. I joined a cult, which is basically a little cult sim, like a isometric top down where you. Oh. I have learned that cultists can't wash their hands. I know. That's my, my major injury is people getting sick because they eat their food without having washed their hands. And I have so many sinks and I don't understand. Can you see now why I was getting mad about the dirty hands on stream? Yeah, and like I, I get it now and I'm like I'm kinda glad it's not just me. It's um <laughs> I'm like, I have I have sinks all around the kitchen and the, the dining room. What are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> Wash your hands. Um but yeah, we've both um, been playing this game and it's um it's stupid fun. But it's, it's so good. Just, <laughs> that's if our I, if I was gonna make a cult in D and D probably I would Go the magic route. Yep. Mm. But I would use it as bribery. Okay. So I would entice followers kind of like a drug racket. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'd give them like, hey, here's this potion mm-hmm. or here's here's this spell. I only give this to the to my followers and friends. Mm-hmm. And I would have a compound type deal going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I would then have everyone living in that compound and working in that compound and then they would go out and sell my wares to, for the income. Mm-hmm. It would be a money-making cult. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But those potions and the like may or may not have an effect on their mental position mm. and how Surprise. much. And how much <laughs> they were susceptible to my indoctrination. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Like a potion that's going to make them more inclined. Yeah. I also like the idea of like a little bit of haste sometimes. Just like <laughs> give them a little bit of a... <laughs> I'm so fast. A little haste, but a little bit of speed. <laughs> <laughs> just, just a little oh, yeah. bit. Just a little bit. Like the the, the first you... bit though wouldn't wouldn't yeah. be that the first bit would be like oh I see you're you're I see you're struggling to get all your things done today here this will help mm. and it would mm-hmm. be actually help be helpful but it would be helpful but it would be helpful mm-hmm. so that they would come back yeah and and then the next one would be not so helpful except to me yeah, yeah. so could could you start then a cult based on the press the precipice precedent. <laughs> Pre- premise? The premise of yeah. presentation alone. Ooh. It's just one spell that can just make things taste good, cleans things immediately. It's like lasts an hour, so it's like a good amount of time to trick someone. Like, this will make your drinks taste better. And you just teach this one little thing, but you, you're like, you, you're the ones giving out the scrolls for it or what would you get out of it? What, what do you oh, want? Oh, you're, you're selling your service, basically. Okay. But you're doing it in like a forceful way, right? Like, would that uh, be enough, though? Hmm. I feel like that's what you would use to impress people. Because you would just be just them... like, yeah, just to get them hooked enough mm. on the idea where it's like it's so cool. But that's only because you're physically making it better at the time. Because could you prey on the fact that? Um... I know magic seems quite common, but I feel like amongst just general townsfolk and even in cities, mm-hmm. it's probably not. Like even amongst nobility and stuff to a degree. Mm. I yeah. would definitely so you, prey on that. Yeah. Just like the people who are just not going to see magic in every day, just to like give them a little bits if they follow you. Yeah. Especially if they don't know what magic can do. Yeah. Like, if you control that information and you are the source of the knowledge they have of that and you can manipulate that, Mm -hmm. you can use that to... You can be like me. Your benefit. It's one of those things, really. If the king's son falls ill and none of the 
normal healers can heal him and you come in with your fancy magics and you're like, bleh, fixed. What if you're just a wizard who, like, uses (laughs) teaching people to be a wizard as a cult but was just very, only released very specific magics, like nothing... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like they don't have access to the knowledge that all these spell all the spells that exist exist. It's like <laughs> I don't know, you just give it handed out very piecemeal at different <laughs> levels to control what they can do. So it's the whole like you gotta pay more money and like yeah, like maybe this. maybe you oh, what if you were like you use the idea of a cleric worship thing? plus paying money, but they actually, the way they get the magic is from studying it like you would as a wizard, but they don't know that's what's happening. So it's like the more money you give, the more like. Oh, like seed faith. Yeah. But it's just like if you've, if you've only paid the entry fee, you get what's, what's a really shitty cantrip. (laughs) Yeah. You get you get produced flame. Um, <laughs> heal minor wounds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You'll feel yeah. a little better for now. Yeah. A little bit like warlock patron, but you're a wizard. Like, cause you don't you don't want to actually do the warlock patron stuff because you couldn't be the patron. So you just become <laughs> you're as a wizard, this is my avenue <laughs> of starting a cult. <laughs> Or a, a business. <laughs> if that's the road you went down, I hope it would be a sassy wizard. So it was like, oh, this is the minimum. Here, have minor wounds so that you can feel better about yourself and pay more for Fireball. Yeah. Yes, yeah. come back to me when you have. Yeah, so every level is like is you've named it to. Like every... Oh, but could could you really, though, be almost like their patron where you're just like, Hey, here's these little spells you have, and here's a little tool that I made just for you yeah. to use. And I need you to go out and be an adventurer to come back and give me more money so I can give you more spells. <laughs> yes. So the just only like way you level up is you come like, back. Like a hundred little warlocks running around trying to get enough money to come back to you. <laughs> I feel like there is a very like foggy, thin line between a cult and a pyramid scheme. Is, I mean, is what I'm learning. Fun fact: most pyramid schemes are in fact cults. Ah. They fall underneath that definition. They fall underneath the definition. A friend of mine was a Tupperware seller, and um, she said she needed she wanted to get more people into sell so she could go up another tier. So. Um, to help her, I said I would sign up, but I probably would never go to a meeting. Um, I'm like, I didn't say that. But so I I signed up, never went to a meeting because it was like it was like an hour, 10-minute drive from my house on like Ew. a Monday night. Um, and I had like I think I had one party and then I had like fake parties. So I just told my friends like just – you know, can I say you had a party and then tell ask your friends if they want to buy Tupperware? That's how I that's how I ran. That <laughs> is then, the best way to be a Tupperware person, which they do now because of COVID and stuff. Anyway, but the the woman was like, she was the woman that introduced my friend because she was like our upper whatever. I don't know what the things are called. Your upline. I was a very bad Tupperware person. Um. She was like, oh, so if you don't come to any meetings, you're not going to be able to be um, a rep anymore. And I'm like, oh, well. Like, oh, no. I'm out. I already bought all the stuff you can't normally buy, which is like the mini keychains and the Tupperware <laughs> that work and just like weird merch stuff. And I was like, yeah, I'm done. I got my cheap, I got my, uh, my cheaper Tupperware. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Um, but yeah, that that definitely there's a lot of pressure and my friend said that at those meetings there's a lot of hype. So if you if you achieve stuff where you get to the next level, like everybody cheers and you know, you run up to the stage and things like that. But there is that I did feel because I didn't do anything, the the guilt she was trying to lay on to me for not doing yeah. things right. <laughs> 
There's, like, there's definitely othering. Yeah. 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 Hmm. Um, Get those. You've it, given me the idea with yeah. your wizard selling spells for for seed faith yeah. idea. You've made me think of the idea of what about a reluctant cult leader that has this cult formed around them but they don't actually want it. How did the cult form? Like why why I'm are they sure the yet. leader? Unsure mm. yet, but that Did they start it like I want to, but then now they're like too deep into it to get out? No. Like certain cults of personality form people around people whether around they, they people just gather around ah. you. Whether yeah. you want it or not. Yeah. They're just stuck in the middle of this. Yeah, and it's massive. just like why why are you, get, you following me? You get put up on this pedestal <laughs> and like I'm just imagining in Forrest Gump when he starts running and then everyone starts running with him and <laughs> he's just like, I'm just running. like Trying to run away from the cult <laughs> yeah. and then the whole cult following. <gasps> We're part yeah. of a running group. Get yeah. away from me. He's our leader. <laughs> so get away fun. from me. Oh, it's a fun run. Look how he cares for our health. <laughs> I could see that happening because you could do <laughs> what if you just did it could happen to any adventurer couldn't it you just did pretty much you did one thing to oh, help some people great. who didn't know any better and then like maybe months later, you come back to town yeah and your pictures <laughs> and like, painted everywhere oh, and <laughs> you've seen Firefly yeah it's been a very the, long time the hero of Canton how they have the statue of Jane. Ah, oh. uh, yeah. Like yeah, yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> like that, but a cult. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Would you ever start a cult to actually better people's lives? Like, I like... think that with the level of control of people required for a cult, mm-hmm. they can never be. Mm. They can never be for people's benefit. Yeah. Like, if it's going to. Because you have to control so much of them, yeah, controlling they, them to a positive they, extent sounds like too much. They're inherently harmful to a human. <clears throat> I don't mean like as a whole, but maybe just like you know that. Yeah, like just they eat better. <laughs> eat kale. Yeah. So <laughs> this, that's why, like, you can be a cult with some aspects of the bite model but not others, mm-hmm. and you can have some aspects of the bite model and not be a cult. So, yeah. for example, if you are in hospital or a care facility, they regulate your diet. Yeah, but, but that's it's not healthcare. a cult. Yeah, But they're not controlling, like, yeah, they're not. It's yeah, not they're not controlling other aspects of your life. Yeah. So it's not. And you can also refuse care. To a degree, yeah. can't you? So, yeah. yeah. Whereas if you're in a cult, they're like, eat this, and if you don't, you starve. Yeah. So you could have a hospital, which is just like, is it follow our treatments I'm or getting... you'll die. But it's also, mm. I don't know. Is it bad that I, this is giving me a lot of ideas for D&D campaign stuff? I thought that was the point. <laughs> yeah, it is the point. But I, <laughs> I did it. I, Yay! What are we on again? Success. Oh, yeah. A D&D podcast. I would, going back to what you said, I would love a flump cult of some kind. Like people are just like, oh, the flumps made my like, mm-hmm. they took away some weird thoughts I had in my head and I feel really, like could flumps be reluctant cult leaders? Well, because they need a food source and the people that they're around normally anyways are mind flares. <laughs> That's their normal food source. So just get one flump that's just like, let's just make it as delicious as possible and control this group of people that have slight psychic abilities and just control them, keep them around, keep them thinking this one way because it's tastier. <laughs> that's so really reluctant, though. So it's basically farming. <laughs> yeah, but at the same time, like it's basically they're, they're starting a farm, but the farm is based on the ability to have thought processes. So they have to keep them controlled, take them, take away psychic people from their family to bring them to the special place that <laughs> keeps those psychic bad thoughts away. Just, <laughs> just have like in on the gates, just have it called the farm. 
the farm. It's just the like, farm. <laughs> yeah, really kind of like, open. Oh, if you actually ask, they us. went to the farm because they could just Ooh. remove the thoughts of anyone <laughs> having bad, go? bad thoughts the about about the cult about the farm. It's like. You know, Greg looks really sad today. Just going to go over to him for a little bit. Uh, he's fine now. <laughs> <laughs> We're all so happy here. <laughs> Everything's fine. I can't remember if it ever that would wasn't. Be the sweetest cult. <laughs> It'd be so. <laughs> From a top level perspective. <laughs> Ignorance truly is great. Because, like, what if it was, like, the flumps are just there, they're the reason why people are acting that way, and so it's just a convenience, but it's not the flumps <laughs> guiding people into trying to stay, it's the fact that if an adventurer comes in, they're trying to take them away, the people are the defense, the flumps don't care, they're just there, but it's because of the flumps that they're there. Yeah, like, the people are like, oh, they're So fine. the people are like, but they make us happy. Yeah, mm. the flumps aren't going to defend themselves at all. It's just like, yeah, we just eat the bad thoughts because that's what they wanted us to do. Mm. And now you're stuck with like these people who just won't leave because because it's so that's nice. That's the bad there? thought. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I like that. Ooh, it made me a nice place to be. <laughs> you'd get in there. You'd explain to the flumps that you just that this is really dangerous. These people haven't seen their family in months, and the flumps are just like. They haven't what? <laughs> <laughs> they have a family? <laughs> I just thought they were here because they were my friends. And then another flump comes and just attaches to that person. And then it's like, oh, what never are we mind. About? <laughs> <laughs> Everything, is okay. Everything is fine. <laughs> <laughs> this seems really dangerous. We should because, go. No. <laughs> because mm. they wouldn't. They wouldn't stop, like, self-sustaining their lives or anything. Yeah, it's 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 a, it's almost like a, it's a feeding. They just, they have to do it. Yeah. It's just like a town or village that just keeps growing inexplicably. It becomes, like, the most livable town in, <laughs> in this region. <laughs> the safest town. <laughs> yeah. Nobody has any bad thoughts here. <laughs> Everything is wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see it. Oh, it'd be so good. That would be great, though, because what if a what if a city was just taking advantage of that and it's like we're just going to take all of our felons and just give them to this town and never hear from them again? Ooh, <laughs> you have these awful people going in, and then you meet them again. They're just like, "My name's Tony." <laughs> <laughs> it's like that's not your name, ah? <laughs> You're basically lobotomizing people who are criminals. Right? Is that like, what you're if they're saying? Like, na- naturally bad, then all the bad thoughts are gone. Okay. My Even name is Inigo Montoya. Life. You killed my father. Prepare to die. I I did what? <laughs> who? I don't know who you who are. Who am I? I've been here for two days. You've been missing for five years. Two days. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh no, that's really bad. It started off a it's bit fantastic. nicer than it got to, and it's fine because I feel like cult. <laughs> We're fine. <laughs> we got to the real deep understandings of what the cult has to be, and then decided yeah. to go flump it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe oh. it's a cult. I don't know anymore. I think we should wrap it there at the nice, like the nice cult that just. Oh, yes. Makes people people happy. Yeah, yeah. The good cult. The good kind of cult. The farm where we make people happy, whether they want it or not. (laughs) If they don't want to be happy. Where'd Grandpa go? Oh, he's on the farm. (laughs) I sent him to the farm. (laughs) I don't know what that means. He yelled too many times at the mess. He's at the farm. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, you can visit him. Yeah. He just won't come back. <laughs> Maybe one mm. day you can visit him. <laughs> Keep asking questions and you can definitely visit him. <laughs> You'll definitely see him. <laughs> um, oh, no. Oh, no, Timmy. I'm assuming 
it's a kid named Timmy. It's always, oh, definitely. isn't it? Yeah. It's always, <laughs> always a kid Timmy. named Timmy. It's always a kid. Yeah. R.I.P. Timmy. Um, <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us for this little cult chat. I feel like I've learned so much. Maybe we're going to unleash some very dangerous things into our world building. <laughs> mm-hmm. You are so welcome. <laughs> Utilize um, it to its best degree. And I'm yeah. so glad that I can be an influence <laughs> <laughs> for either good or bad. <laughs> yes. And if anybody is um, so enraptured by Squid on this podcast, you can find Squid at twitch.tv slash antipodean underscore squid. And, yeah, join join what is it the tide pool the tide pool where we are definitely not a cult no no definitely not never i've been there and it definitely isn't but stop asking questions yeah (laughs) is there anything else you'd like to spook um squid uh no i think that's about it i'm only on twitch at the moment so that's that's about it i think oh possibly the world Uh, (laughs) (laughs) well thank you for joining us and if you've enjoyed listening to today's episode please follow us where you listen to your favorite podcasts we'd also love if you could review us on itunes and tell everyone that all smart people like squid like us too you can also find us at twitch.tv slash we didn't roll for this where we stream our recordings live and other tabletop rpg and world building content Bye. Bye. Bye.